what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. A reminder, if you haven't seen, we are doing bi-weekly, so every other week we are doing a Wednesday morning prayer call. This was something that I had started in the pandemic and just made available through social media and sent folks private links to hop on a prayer call, and it was something that was relevant timely, absolutely needed, and whoever needed to be on that call was on that call and got blessed. These are totally free, and it's something that you can be a part of. You are personally invited, so if you haven't seen the information, you can follow me on social media at Miss Juliana Page, Ms. Juliana Page on Instagram and also on Facebook, or you can shoot an email to info at julianapage.com and we'll be sure to get the call details to you. So that is available to you. So be sure to wake up early tomorrow <laughs> and join us for that call. Now today, I had a message stirring here for the past few days, and it's a question, really, but I will break it down in true form here. Are you gullible? Are you gullible? Something to think about. I think depending on our pride level, we might automatically say no, but I challenge you to investigate where you might be gullible, where you might be tolerating something that's not okay, where you might be overlooking and dismissing something that you are meant to confront, where you are giving folks the benefit of the doubt when you should not do that at all. You should actually use wisdom, right? Where you are choosing the easy way out versus the way of courage and boldness. Are you gullible? So by definition, gullible is easily persuaded to believe something easily persuaded to believe something. Gullibility is a tendency to be easily manipulated into believing something is true when it isn't, okay? (laughs) So it's a willingness, a willingness, really a blindness, right? But a willingness to believe something to be true without any evidence, without any evidence. So there is a great likelihood that you will be duped or cheated if you are gullible, okay? And when you look at some synonyms of the word, it's over-trusting or easily deceived and misled. Over-trusting or easily deceived or misled. Now, I will say that it is very likely that at this point in your life, you have 
considered yourself gullible or you have been deceived. In the world that we live in, that is a very common experience, unfortunately. However, we are not called to live our lives that way, but it is also very tempting and very easy to get through life that way, to to not be diligent, to not be on guard, right? So I want to talk about some some verses. This could be a warning for some, this could be a reminder for some, or this could be absolutely your word for today, okay? So when you think about things that are going on in the world, um, you know, identity theft or different scam emails. I've even seen in PayPal, scam PayPal invoices that folks hope you're going to pay, right? There, There's many ways that if you are not being on guard and paying attention, you can get deceived. There's even gift cards and things that you can can purchase money for that that is fraudulent. There's just things that can happen. You can literally be driving to the bank and about to, you know, withdraw money and find out that you've been scammed thousands of dollars. This is strangely enough an everyday occurrence, but if you are not paying attention, if you are gullible, you can really go down the wrong path, okay? So This is not just about believing false teachers when you are a believer, okay? This is a lot about who you are surrounding yourself with, who you are putting trust in, who you are letting lead and guide you in your life, okay? So often instead of reading the word of God, instead of putting on the full armor of God, we are letting other people be God in our lives and it gets us in trouble, okay? So here is some context for how to not be duped, okay? (laughs) In the most basic form, if you know it is evil, don't believe it. If you're, if you're conscious, if Holy Spirit is prompting you or nudging you, don't believe it, right? Don't believe everything you're told and often don't believe everything that you see. I can think of a time when I was studying journalism in undergrad. That was my undergraduate degree. We had to do a deep dive into the history of journalism, the purpose of journalism, moral journalism, not so moral journalism. <laughs> But we had to do full studies, and there was a case study book that we had, and I just remember this. It was a book that had all sorts of photojournalism. So there was all these photos that were taken, and we had to decide for all these different case studies if it was moral and upright to share different photos that were taken publicly. Like, would this actually inform the public good, or would this be unjust? Would this be wrong, bad journalism, right? So just a picture, right? There could be one photo of an incident and so many different interpretations, right? But really one truth of what happened. And it's so interesting how that happens even today, right? There could be a photo that's from years ago, but it's on the news today and we think that it's happening now, you know, in a different part of the world. And it's completely not true. But if you are not investigating things, if you're just taking things at face value, if you're just believing what you see, if you don't have any context or information, 
you're forming stories in your head all day or you're just being fed stories and you believe them without challenging it, without confronting it, without even knowing if it's true, right? And that is a simple example of how you're deceived every day if you just take things at faith's value or if you believe everything that you're told and never actually use your brain to, to challenge anything, right? If it sounds wicked, if it sounds evil, it is. Like, it really can be that simple. But we've learned as people not to trust Holy Spirit, not to trust the inner prompting and the inner still small voice. We've learned to ignore that. And that gets us in big trouble. So what does the Bible say? Because this is spirit-filled real talk, after all. The Bible says in Proverbs 14, 15, the simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. Yo, (laughs) the simple believes everything, but the prudent gives thought to his steps. Okay, so again, are you believing everything that you're told? Whose opinions? Opinions. Take that as a word first. Opinion. Is opinion truth? I don't know, right? What are you making truth in your life? Think about it that way. The simple believes everything. Who are you believing? Who can just say something to you and you just believe it automatically? The prudent gives thought to his step. Okay, so think about this. This could be in a business deal. This could be in who you run with and who you share life with and who you share with, period, and who you give details of your life with, right? This could have to do with your job. This could have to do with family. This could have to do with friends. This could have to do with your business and who you partner and who you build with. And this is a very big deal. Proverbs 14.8 says, the naive inherit foolishness. The naive inherit foolishness, but the sensible are crowned with knowledge. Okay? So, A lot of times you've probably seen the memes, right? There'll be like red flags everywhere, but the the line will be, oh, I just thought it was a circus, right? But my thought would be not your monkeys, not your circus. Like do not, right? Like if you see all of the red flags, this is getting your attention. Just like if you have emotional reactions to things, if you're being triggered, the trigger or the emotion in and of itself is not bad. This is a warning. It's it's a, a way to get your attention, right? Something isn't right here. Oh, you're being triggered for some reason. What is going on? Explore this. Don't necessarily react in this moment, but explore this thing. What is happening, right? So the naive inherit foolishness, but the sensible are crowned with knowledge. You've got to use some common sense. Common sense, not so common, but it doesn't mean that you can't use it. You don't have to be naive and you do not have to be gullible, okay? Oh, man. 2 Timothy 4 says this, For the time is coming, we're here, by the way, when people will not endure sound teaching. Endure is a key word here because sound teaching is something that you are willing to listen to. It's something that you are willing to meditate on, to think on, to mull over, to assess, to 
build an understanding of how that applies to you and your life and to practically walk that out, right? Not all are willing to endure sound teaching. It does require work. But having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. Okay, so somebody was asking me if I believe in the zodiac and astrology and all the things. And I said, I do not believe that I can look at a horoscope and that is going to dictate my day. Do not believe that. Right. And that is not my source and where I go to to get guidance for my day and sound counsel for my day. Because last time I checked, the horoscope is not alive and active. Okay, it is not the word of God. It, you know, it's it's not going to actually empower and give me power for my life and for my day. And if I let that dictate my day, if I just believe what I read there, I could have a bad day because the horoscope told me so versus creating my reality like I'm put on earth to do, right? So that's my, my take. Anyway, <laughs> that's an example though. For the time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching truth, but having itching ears, they will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their own passions and will turn away from listening to the truth and wander off into myths. And this could be even the self-help industry, believe it or not. This could be finding teachers and finding the next person that you are going to entrust a lot of time, energy, resource, money, right, finance to that could be leading you astray, but you bought into the hype without wisdom because you wanted the outcome. But if you look at it, if you are being driven to invest in something out of a fear or out of an insecurity, that is a setup to be duped. Because now you could be investing money that you don't have. You could be believing somebody that actually is not suited for you, right? And you you could really take yourself off course by investing in the wrong things or in the wrong people. Okay? Now, I will say often there there needs to be discernment here because there are times when you do need to take risk and you do need to invest and you need to trust that where God gives vision, he also gives provision and he will provide for that investment. So there are times where you do have to stretch, but you do absolutely need wisdom, discernment, understanding, knowledge to know if this is your investment or not to avoid a bad investment and bad debt, okay? Nobody likes bad debt. Proverbs 1, verse 22 says, How long will you gullible people love being so gullible? How long will you mockers find joy in your mocking? How long will you fools hate knowledge? Essentially, this is wake up, sleeper. <laughs> wake up, right? Like you don't have to endure a lot of pain from being gullible. You don't have to do that. That doesn't have to be your path. That doesn't have to be your story. Proverbs 27, 12 says, A prudent person foreseeth evil and hides himself, avoids it, runs from it, right? But the simple pass on and are punished, right? Like the simple walk right into it. It's making me think of, oh my goodness, my older sister growing up used to play this game called Lemmings. <laughs> I think that's what it was called. I don't even know if this is on Game Boy or what it was, um, but 
it was like these little these little beings i don't even know what they were but they would just like walk off cliffs and just like follow each other into doom and destruction basically right like just no no thought nothing they would just walk into destruction following the person in front of them i'm gonna have to google that lemmings but yeah that's what it's like to be simple you just follow after teaching that's that's not good or people that are completely evil and wicked but you're not paying attention and just by following them you inherit their foolishness and you inherit their punishment not fun okay proverbs 22 3 the prudent see danger and take refuge but the simple keep going and pay the penalty okay so a lot of times we experience pain and penalty and punishment and heaviness and burdens in our life that we were never meant to deal with, that we were never meant to walk through. But in our own gullibility, uh, in, in our being naive, in our ignoring the promptings and the nudges and our conscience and Holy Spirit and all of the signs and ignoring all of that and continuing to just go our own way and do what we want because we want to believe something different, right? We get in big trouble and we endure a lot of pain because we weren't willing to endure sound teaching, okay? Proverbs 132 says, for the waywardness of the naive will kill them. Ouch, the waywardness of the naive will kill them and the complacency of fools will destroy them. Both of these things, both of these things are major, major owie, (laughs) right? The waywardness of the naive will kill them. So you choosing to be naive, me choosing to be naive will bring death and destruction. It will not bring life and flourishing, okay? And being complacent will destroy you. Going for mediocre, going through the motions, settling in any area of your life will destroy you. It will destroy you. In a coaching term, there's a phrase that we use that says you're either growing or you're dying. If you are not evolving, you are dying because you are not progressing. Okay? And just picture sitting water. Sitting water, if you've ever seen it, it is gross. Like it starts to reek. It starts to get all these like gross fungus and all sorts of stuff starts happening. It is nasty, right? You are meant to flow. You're meant to grow. You're meant to evolve. You're not meant to be stagnant, okay? Romans 16, 18 says, For such persons do not serve our Lord Christ, but their own appetites. And by smooth talk and flattery, they deceive the hearts of the naive, okay? So just like the devil, (laughs) right? He tries to launch lies at you all day, throw some fiery darts to get you to believe the wrong things and have you caught up in strongholds that mess up your emotions and mess up your behavior, right? If you let them. That's what people do as well, that are not under the influence of God, right? They, they're they set up to go after their own appetites, to practice smooth talk and flattery, to tell you exactly what you want to hear and deceive your heart, okay? And pull you into a lot of destruction. Why? Because they're wicked. That's all you need to know. There's not a good reason because they're wicked and that's what they do and that's how they show up and that's what brings them 
joy in life, okay? So it doesn't make sense. Not everybody has the same heart as you. It's not gonna make sense, especially if you're a person that wears your heart on your sleeve, right? But your job is to not fall for it, okay? Hebrews 13, 9 puts it this way, do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teachings. It is good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, not by eating ceremonial foods, which is of no benefit to those who do so. So an example here is to not get carried away. You can study the word of God and grow in wisdom and grow in knowledge and grow in understanding, right? and be strengthened by grace, divine enablement. You will be given strength and direction, right? There will always be a way of escape is how the Bible describes it. You don't have to go down these paths of destruction. God's ways for you, right? His plans for you are for good, not for evil. That doesn't mean that you're not gonna see evil or that weapons won't form, but your job is to trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding and all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your path. He will guide and direct your steps, but you have to listen, you have to obey. And that's for good reason. That's not a religious reason. That's to protect you and to protect your destiny and your future. Ephesians 5, 6 says, let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things cometh the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Okay, so when you start getting caught up in vain words and believing lies, when you know they're not truth, when they, you know they don't line up with the word of God, but you want it to be true or it'd feel better for you or it'd be more comfortable for you if it were true, even though it's not true, right? When you get caught up in that kind of stuff, you get caught up in vain imaginations. So you're exalting things in your mind above the truth. And what are we supposed to do? Cast down every thought that's exalting itself above the truth. Well, you're not doing that. You're actually exalting vain imaginations, okay? And so that's why you may have heard people will say, guard your eye gates, guard what you're watching, because that becomes your life, strangely enough. <laughs> guard your ear gates and what you're listening to, because suddenly that's what you think is okay and what you invite into your life. Guard who you're spending time with. And who has influence over you, over your mind, over your words, over your behavior, right? If you start, for example, if you have different mentors in your life, you might start speaking like them. You might start walking like them, talking like them, right? Who you spend your time with is a reflection of you. Second Thessalonians 2.3 says, Don't let anyone deceive you in any way. For the day will not come until the rebellion occurs and the man of lawlessness is revealed the man doomed to destruction. So there are people out here with an intent to destroy you. And you do have to be wise as a serpent, gentle as a dove, right? So this is not be wicked, be evil, be like super scared. It's not that at all, but it's be diligent, stay on guard, right? The devil is roaming around looking for whom he can devour. Don't let that be you, right? Colossians 2.8, see to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and elemental spiritual forces of this world rather than on Christ. Okay, so this is about, again, consumption. What are you watching? What are you listening to? Who is influencing your thought life? Because that then affects your emotional well-being, 
your behavior, your motivation, your heart, okay? Proverbs 8, you simple people use good judgment. You foolish people show some understanding. Proverbs, man, it calls you into order all the time. (laughs) 1 Corinthians 14, brothers and sisters, stop thinking like children. In regard to evil, be infants, but in your thinking, be adults. Okay, like use your brain. (laughs) And then when you can't, at least do this, Ephesians 6.11, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Okay, so one of the things that I pray for often is discernment, right? I know that in my upbringing or the patterning that I learned, it is to give people the benefit of the doubt, to prioritize other people's needs above my own, to, you know, fall back into people-pleasing or codependency or... Uh, self-sacrifice to the point of my own destruction, right? Like that, that is still something that if I'm not building new patterns, if I'm not renewing my mind, that I could fall back into. So I can't, I have to be not deceived that that's not possible, right? If that has been trained, if that's something that I rehearsed and something that I learned, right? That's the wrong people could pull me into that or trigger me back into that. So I have to remind myself and be aware, be on guard, right? to think like an adult or put on the armor of God so I can catch the schemes and not fall for it, okay? Now, how do you be on guard and how do you practice not being gullible? This is just as important, okay? Psalm 19.7 says, the law of the Lord, the word of God, is perfect, reviving the soul. You want a soul revival? Read the word. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. Okay, so I was just on a call with a woman yesterday and it was so, so sweet, so awesome how God works. But she and I went to high school together. She found me again on Facebook. She's been following the work and how I focus clearly. I make God the center of my business and I bring that into the coaching that I do. And that was something that she was like, yes, whatever you're doing, I want this in my life. Tell me more, right? So we were talking, but she was telling me the story of how she was baptized and how she's on this journey with God and how God is moving and it is blowing her mind. And there was a lot of synchronicities and similarities in our story of just the most simple, basic thing. Like when you have no knowledge of God, when you have no relationship with God, you start in the most simple ways. And that's what carries you through your relationship and through your journey with God. One, you buy a Bible. Two, you start reading it. (laughs) Three, you do it consistently, right? And you start praying and watching God work. And it is absolutely insane. But we tend to make things more complex than they need to be. Psalm 19 here says, The law of the Lord is perfect, reviving the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. So if you do want wisdom, if you do want discernment to test what is happening in your life and see what's operating behind it. You don't just take it at face value, right? You've got spiritual equipping and intel that you don't have to just live with what you see in the physical, right? You've got more information than that. If you want that, the law of the Lord is perfect. Start reading the word. Psalm 119 says, the unfolding of your words gives light. 
It gives understanding to the simple. So as you read the word of God, the word of God is alive and active. As you read it, it's almost like different parts of the word. It's like a diary or a letter to you. Different parts of the word will be highlighted to you. They will pop out in a way that that gets your attention. You might have been reading King James and thus saith sin, right? You might be like just kind of scanning and zoning and all of a sudden a verse pops out at you. That's alive and active to you personally. The word is speaking to you. It's building your understanding of the word. It's unfolding light to you. Let the eyes of your understanding be enlightened, right? When you get a spiritual awakening, right, you start growing in wisdom and growing in knowledge and growing in your spirit, right? Spiritual maturity, it's very real. You start growing in your spiritual leadership. So reading the word is what starts to give understanding to the simple, to those that are not aware of what's available to them, right? And scripture is inspired by God and useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It's kind of like reading our mail, right? (laughs) It corrects us when we are wrong and out of order and out of alignment and teaches us what to do, right? So that we can do what is right. And God uses it to prepare and is and equip his people to do everyday good work. So that's why when there's the scripture that says, seek the kingdom first and all these things will be added unto you, it's like, let me fill you up. Let me prepare you for what's ahead because I see it before you even go step into it, right? And I want you to be equipped that you might be bold, that you might be confident, that you might show up like you're supposed to be there, right? And know what to do, okay? I want to equip you. So really, really important, okay? First Corinthians says, let no one deceive himself. Okay. If any one of you thinks he is wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is folly with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that they are futile. So anytime we think that we are wise (laughs) or that we're running with people that are clearly not living under the influence of God and we think they're wise or we just want what they have, right? Or we just want to feel like we've got the image worked out, like our life is together. We want the, right? We want the look of something, but not actually the substance of something. We want people to think that our lives are together and that all these things are in order when really we're a mess. We don't have character. We don't have wisdom. We're not being led by God. We, we don't have a backbone, right? Like having the image, you have nothing. You have nothing. And what good is that when you don't actually then like yourself or you don't have relationships that, that are life-giving and real and lasting and deep, right? So something to think about, something to noodle on today. Now, it says too in Proverbs 13, 20, a companion of fools shall be destroyed. So again, a reminder here, who you spend your time with will have an influence on your life. Who are your friends? Who are you committed to? Who is leading and guiding your life? Okay? So... Strangely enough, in my devotional today, there was 
a passage, and it's all about renewing your relationship with God. This is the cure. This is the answer to not being naive, to not being gullible, because everybody wants you to believe what they have to say. Everybody wants to be right. Everybody wants to just express and spew their opinions, okay? But a renewed relationship with God will bring a refreshing and a renewal to your soul. Joshua 23, 11 says, Above all else, keep watch over your hearts so as to always love your God. Okay, so there are only two sources that truly know the state of our hearts, and that's you and that's God. And God sees through to the very root of every thought, every intention, every motive we have. We can learn to know what our feelings and beliefs reveal about our faith in God. Either we have much or we have little, right? Or another way to think about that is what is the fruit? What are the fruits? If they align with the fruit of the spirit, right? Your beliefs and your your faith, right? If they align with the fruit of the spirit, promoting humility, growth, and greater compassion, then we can rest assured that God is working in our hearts, Okay. There are indicators that we can look for to signal us to when we are starting to drift from loving trust in God. When we have questions that crack the foundation of our belief system, we can bring them to God. If we feel left alone or ignored, they may erode the very framework of our faith. So that's why, again, you got to pay attention to what you're watching, what you're listening to, who you're surrounding with, because it could fill you with fear, not faith. So when we let our belief systems, when we let our intentions and our thoughts drive us closer in connection with God, knowing that the openness and the hard conversations can deepen intimacy rather than threaten it, we will know his love even in our weakness. We will love his, we will know his mercy even in our mistakes and in our missteps. And we will know his resurrection power, even in destruction, right? So the aim here is to connect heart to heart with the spirit, knowing that vulnerability is the avenue to deeper relationship, to deeper trust, to deeper intimacy. And in that, right, truth unfolds in your life, wisdom, knowledge, right? And then you're aware of what is happening in your life. You have protection. You are covered. You are led. You are guided. You are supported. Okay? So you can find renewal in him. All right? And we also have to be confident that when God calls us to move in faith, he goes with us. He faithfully moves in his powerful mercy to make a way through the wilderness for us. He goes to combat for us when we are in a fight of our lives. And that looks different, but we all fight different things. Even when we're smiling on the outside, we're all fighting something. doesn't matter what season you're in, you're all fighting something. So what he promises is that he always follows through. So we may not witness God as a cloud by day or a pillar of fire by night, right? As the Israelites did, but his power is manifest through his spirit. So he still moves in mighty miracles of mercy. He still changes the hardest hearts. He still brings the wayward son home, right? So being a faithful person does not require super strength or highly tuned skill sets. Again, that's your self-help for you, right? All it requires is confident trust in who God is and what he says and in his faithfulness in carrying it out. 
So when we are assured of his trustworthiness, we will courageously go where he leads and trust him to do what we cannot do on our own. And our faith then is based on him and not ourselves, which is super, super important, okay? Because God gets all the credit here. And the mercy of God, I do want to highlight this, the mercy of God is powerful to save, to redeem, to restore, to heal, and to liberate us, right? So the question then would be, why would we look for our freedom in any other? Why would we honor others more than we honor God, right? God is the fulfillment of every longing that we have, and he is the perfect portion. So another way I like to say that is there is nothing right? A relationship can give you that you can't get from your relationship with God, period. There is nothing a relationship can give you that you can't get from your relationship with God, okay? So a lot of times, you know, I've seen this in my own life. I've seen this in a lot of folks that I work with. We will go into relationships looking to fulfill a need, looking to fulfill a longing, looking to that person to create happiness, to create fulfillment, to answer some some sort of longing that we have, when really we need to be doing that in our relationship with God. That way you don't need a relationship and you get to choose how you show up in one because it should be a place of empowerment. It should be a place of ironing, sharpening iron. It should be a place where you're growing in the image and likeness of Christ and where you're you're getting a mirror as to whether you're producing the fruit of the Spirit and growing in Christ-likeness or not and where your opportunities are. So it will constantly challenge you. It will touch and trigger your weaknesses, right? And it will call you higher. And the right relationships, yes, they will be work. Relationship is work. It requires investment, right? However, the right relationships will grow. They will progress. They will improve. And the wrong ones will just weigh you down and bring you into lots of pain and trauma and destruction, okay? Next thing that I want to say here before we wrap real quick is that (sighs) this is just really, really important here. So I just want to give you this message. We, we think that we have to be happy, right? We, we really are driven by that. The, the world calls it the pursuit of happiness, but often this is the pursuit of pain, right? Because what we do is we constantly are seeking and we never are satisfied. Okay, so this could be a perfectionist, this could be a high achiever, this could be a relationship addict, so many things. We're constantly looking for fulfillment and happiness outside of ourselves, and that is a setup for failure. And sometimes people do this too and get deceived, even in a church setting, by trying to do all of these quote-unquote good things for God and pour ourselves out for God, but they're completely not even connecting to God. They're not really spending time with God to get refilled and to get fueled, okay? So it's, it's really, really interesting when you think about it, but All that God is really asking is that we personally build relationship with him and receive from him before going out into our lives and before going out into our day. Because in doing so, we are fueled by his power and encouraged by his presence. And this is a daily exchange where ministry or whatever we're doing, really your life is your ministry, it turns into pure delight. It turns into something you look forward to. It turns into something that is constantly new, okay? So we 
we can't do this though when we're not spending time with God. We definitely don't see life that way. Okay? And we'll keep pouring ourselves out and trying to do all of our task lists and try to do everything in our own strength and understanding. And we'll do it from a place of being empty or falling into scarcity or falling into an orphan spirit, right? And really get caught up in the wrong thing. So what we need, all of us need every day, that's why it's daily bread. We need to connect with the one who knows how to breathe life back into us, into every depleted and dead place. We need to be connecting with God every day to get filled, okay? So... Even even in the word of God, we see that Jesus didn't participate in the rat race. He was not there hustling. He wasn't doing that, right? He's into the slower rhythms of life, like abiding, delighting, dwelling. Those were all words used in the word of God to describe us being with God. Jesus modeled that, right? So when Jesus appointed the disciples, even, there were two parts to this calling. This is in Mark 13, 14. They were to go and preach and drive out demons, okay? But their first part of the call was to be with God. That was the first part of the call. So before they were supposed to do any assignment or knock off any task list, they were to be with God. So fullness, protection, comes from being with God before we go out to serve him, before we go out to get caught up in any sort of agenda, okay? He wants our hearts in alignment with him before our hands are set about doing any assignment that we can for him or even for our own agenda. Okay, important to discern the difference there. But the key here, alignment with God is where your protection and where your safety lies. It's where you will grow in wisdom. It's where you will no longer be naive or foolish or gullible. You will be strong. You will be bold. You will be confident. You will be courageous. But that is something that you practice. Okay, that is something that you get equipped to do. It's not just your default mode. Your default mode is survival. <laughs> your default mode is to protect yourself, to defend yourself, to live like an orphan. That is your default mode. Okay, and when you're not renewing your mind, you don't think like a son or daughter of God. You don't think like you're provided for and secure. You don't think like you're being led and being guided. So, it's key to remind yourself that God extends to us what we need and invites us each and every day to receive it in prayer, in worship, and in truth from his word. Okay? He lovingly replenishes our cup and gives us a fresh start every day. So this isn't a rat race to test the fastest pace or to, to get all these outcomes and keep up with the Joneses, right? This is a way to preserve your life. To not fix your eyes on some sort of worldly prize, but stay in love with God. That is the agenda that is always completely satisfying. Okay? So in the midst of everything you've got going on, choose to just be with God. And never forget what a gift it is to spend your time with God. And how much life, how much empowerment, how much divine enablement that brings to you. Okay, so I hope this message encouraged you. I know it's a deep word. It sounds like a timely, relevant word. There was a lot of weight on this one today. I could feel it. So I'm dropping it here for you today. If somebody needs to hear this, if you know that it's absolutely for you and somebody else that you know, 
subscribe to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast and share it with a friend. More people need encouragement and upliftment now more than ever. You know this. So like it, subscribe, leave a comment. I love reading your comments and how God is working and moving and showing up in your life and share it with a friend. And until next time, stay blessed.